this is Eric McCoy. Welcome back to Recovering Through Highness. You know, political correctness is going to absolutely go out the window in this one. And I want to send a really big fuck you to Jerry Hill and to uh, Governor Newsom, who I have been trying to get a hold of for a long time because I wanted to discuss uh, things that possibly we could do to help people in dealing with the substance abuse issue. Never got a response. So again, Jerry Hill and Governor Newsom, fuck you. And the reason I'm bringing up Jerry Hill is because we just had a law that now has been passed, which is Senate Bill number 793. And this bill will prohibit a tobacco retailer or any of the agents or employees from selling, offering for sale, or possessing with the intent to sell or offer for sale a flavored tobacco product or a tobacco product flavor enhancer. And it's going to offer up a penalty for $250 for each violation. And the reason I want to give a really big fuck you to Jerry Hill and Governor Newsom is this goes against everything that I'm ultimately fighting for. Why? And personally, I don't really care about the e-cigarettes, which are basically one of the big parts to this um, being outlawed. But prohibition. And I've done numerous uh, podcasts and and some uh, videos on my YouTube regarding prohibition and how effective it is and how well that it actually works. Um, I can I can go online and, um, you know, because heroin and cocaine and meth are illegal, so it must be difficult to get. Well, I honestly, I can actually go online and I can purchase heroin. I can purchase meth. I can purchase cocaine. I can purchase fentanyl. And where's the regulation? By the people selling it. So there's nobody that's ultimately, um, you know, overseeing it except for the drug dealers that are actually selling this stuff. And um, how good is it? I don't know. How much shit is cut in it? I don't know. And uh, But again, I don't do drugs. Um, I stopped many years ago. But I am fighting for those people out there suffering. What does this do? What does prohibition do? It creates a bigger black market. So now this bill does not actually prohibit online sales of, um, of the flavored juice for the uh, e-cigarettes. And so now, again, we can purchase all of this stuff from people that we don't actually know where we're getting it from or what's actually in it. And probably someday there's going to be fentanyl and all kinds of shit that'll be put in it and people are going to be dying. Prohibition does not fucking work. You know, and it's funny with this bill, right? This does not apply to flavored uh, shisha tobacco products by a hookah tobacco retailer. Um, And uh, it does not apply to um, loose leaf tobacco or premium cigars. And, um, and what's funny about this, right, and I look at this with any bill, it says on the bill, by creating a new crime, the bill would impose a state-mandated local program. So what does that mean, right? So in, in crafting the language for new laws, the legislature states explicitly whether or not a requirement is a state-mandated local program 
a code phrase that imposes new or increased requirements on local agencies. So it's about you know, um, reimbursing local agencies for the cost for overseeing this kind of stuff. Okay? And then people are going to bitch about, you know, oh, this, you know, look at all these um, e-cigarette people and how much money they're costing our government. Yeah. Who do we blame? The fucking people that pass this fucking law. These are the, these are the things that are killing me. Prohibition. You know, it doesn't work. We tried alcohol prohibition. They repealed it, right? Uh, why? Because of all of the bad stuff that was happening. The same stuff that happened is happening with our drug laws. Why aren't they passing a law against alcohol? Why don't we eliminate alcohol? Let's, let's get rid of that. There's flavors in alcohol which appeal to our youth, right? Underage drinking is worth nearly $23 billion a year to the alcohol companies. $23 billion from underage drinking. That's 17.5% of all the money that's spent on alcohol. $23 billion a year. Alcohol kills more people every year than all illicit drugs combined. So why aren't they passing laws? Well, I can tell you. Agendas. These uh, representatives that we have that put out these stupid fucking laws probably drink. And even if they don't drink, they're probably never going to get reelected again if they start passing laws against alcohol. Why? Because the people that are electing them probably drink. Right? So why is it easy to pass laws against tobacco? Not as many people are doing it anymore. So it's easy to say, hey, I don't, I don't really need it. So let's pass the law. Again, I don't really personally care, but this really goes against everything that I'm fighting for. I am fighting, you know, harm reduction, harm reduction. I'm going to be doing a, a podcast tomorrow with an individual who um, has probably done about six prison terms and probably been arrested 20 sometimes in his life, maybe 30 sometimes in his life. And I wanted to actually talk a little bit about, and we're going to discuss this, and I hope some of you guys tune into this, the uh, reasons why the recidivism rate is so high in the state of California, and it's actually higher than any other state out there. It's about 50% of people that get out of prison end up back in prison within three years of them getting out of prison. And the national, the, the national rate is 40%, and that's excluding California. And there's a reason for it, why California has such a high recidivism rate. And that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. I don't really give a shit about these laws. I actually want to save lives. Do laws stop people from doing it? No. What do laws do? They make it more dangerous. Think about that. They make it more dangerous. And this thing just really, you know, I just want to scream, you know, because again, it's just one more way for people to get injured. You know, there was all these stories about all these kids that were, you know, ended up in the hospital because of this vape stuff that was going on. They were not getting this in their stores. They were buying this stuff online, which now they are all going to have to go back to that. 
buying the stuff online. Where are you getting it? Who knows? What's in it? Who knows? But since you can't actually buy it in stores anymore, people are going to have to reach out and, and find other ways to do it. So the deaths that result from this, Jerry Hill, fuck you. It's on your head. Governor Newsom, fuck you. That's on your head. Sorry about the uh, the language, but this stuff is really starting to get to me, really getting to me. I can literally go online and I can buy, uh, you know, heroin powder. I can buy everything online and get it sent to me. How dangerous is that? Probably pretty dangerous because I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's in it. And so, and again, I'm not doing drugs, so I'm not actually going to go order a bunch of shit. But these are the things that everybody's got to think about. You got, we got these, we got these people, these legislatures, these individuals that are passing laws, more laws, increasing laws, penalties. And what does it do? It's going to kill people. This is exactly what I'm fighting against. Am I, am I a fan of, of legalizing drugs? Absolutely. Because so much of the crime, so much of everything that goes along that, you know, everybody blames on drugs. Oh, the drugs, you know, is it the drugs or is it the legality behind it? And that's another thing that we got to think about. Prohibition does not work. I have so much knowledge and information as I studied the prohibition drastically studied it and we've seen now other countries that have legalized it and the problems have gone down canada they have a safe house in canada where people can go and they can do their drugs safely they have syringes that they will give them the place does not provide the drugs or do the drugs for them in terms of inserting it into them they have to do that themselves but what if they overdose? Well, they've got people there to save them. It also gives an opportunity for when people say, hey, you know what? I'm tired of this life. I want to change. Boom. You got somebody right there ready to talk to you. And that's the stuff that we need. It's the stuff we need. We need to help save lives. This concept of reducing supply, it's bullshit. It's political. It's in a political agenda. Anytime that I hear any politician that say that we're going to end the drug problem in this country, no, you're not. Because you still focus so much on reducing supply. No, you don't. You're not going to end the drug problem. Drugs, drugs are always going to be here. It's about learning to live in a world where it's at and not have to do it ourselves. I know I'm real passionate and excited right now, but I just learned this recently that this was actually passed and I actually do know that it was actually last month that this was passed, but I just recently learned of it. And I know that it had been a topic going on, you know, for a period of time, the federal government was even, you know, looking to, you know, do again, more prohibition. Um, and why again, why does alcohol not get looked at? It's crazy. Alcohol kills more people every year than all illicit drugs combined, heroin, meth, coke, all of those things. Alcohol kills more people. So is it about safety? No. It's about agendas. 
and it's and it's done by stupid fucking people that don't think through and understand what they're actually doing. Let's just go ahead and make this illegal. And if you actually want to look at, go back and study the history. And I've done podcasts on this from the Harrison Narcotics Act. You know, we had alcohol prohibition, 20 to 23, we, or 33. We had Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. We had the Daniels Act, we had the Boggs Act. And then other states passed a little Daniels Act, a little Boggs Act. And people were getting 20 years in prison for possession of marijuana. Crazy. And again, I hope you guys tune in. Uh, for my next podcast that I'm going to do with this individual who got out of prison three months ago. And I'm very excited about it uh, because I think we're going to have a really good talk. And, and um, um, I'm hoping to help educate him a little bit. And I'm hoping to learn a lot from him also. So uh, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Recovering Through Highness. And I'm sorry, this one was just the, I got really excited, um, you know, about this whole thing. And I, I really think that these laws are going to continue to kill people. And if we don't change something, people are going to continue to die. If we don't take a look at Tarasov, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, we want honesty, but we don't want real honesty. You know, we ask people, tell them that, you know, oh, lies are going to kill you. But then if you tell me the truth, I'm going to lock you up and put you in, in a mental hospital. That's, again, another one of the problems. Everybody's got solutions. Nobody's got ideas. And we need to keep working at this. We need to keep working hard at this. And I want to, again, thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of Recovering Through Highness. And I look forward to, again, my podcast tomorrow. And I will see you soon. Thank you.